Hi and welcome to the Carmos Rebels bonus episode between seasons where we have chosen some clips from our favourite episodes of the last season. We've selected two clips each and uh, we'd love you to listen to each of those clips in full. The full episodes are really great so have a listen to those. We're going to be back in spring 2022 with season five. So if you've got any thoughts, any ideas, any suggestions on what you think we should talk about, then please do drop us a line. We will still be around on our social platforms, sharing blogs and resources. So make sure you check in with us there. And of course, if you want to come along to our comms retreat on the 23rd of March, then please do check out our website, carmesrebels.com. Enjoy the rest of the episodes and we'll see you very soon. Hi, it's Jenny here and I wanted to share with you two episodes from this season um, that have really made me laugh and really reflected some of the conversations and thinking that have gone on throughout the whole season. So the first is a clip from episode five, which is where we're talking about listening. And it's probably the only episode, I think, of all the seasons we have done where we really disagree on a point. And um, and the clip I've shared is that point of that disagreement between Advita and me. And it just really made me think about um, how much I enjoy the conversations, how nice it is to have a space that for us feels really safe for us to explore our thinking and how we can change our minds sometimes in the episode. But importantly for me, this one is is a big topic. The role of listening in organisations is something that has been talked about quite a lot. And I love the conversation and debate that we have about the reality of work and the rose-tinted glasses, as I call it, as some of the thinking that might be out there around how work could and should be done um, and the challenges that are there when you're working with a deskless workforce. So that's the first one that I've chosen as my clip. So I hope you enjoy that one. The second one that I chose is episode 11, which is where we talk about values. And this is one that I was hosting and it became a bit of an interview. So it's just really made me laugh listening to it again. Um, And the questions that I posed to Trudy and Advita as we're going through exploring the role of our values in the workplace, exploring how that plays a role in how we work, about who we work with and who we hire. And it's quite a big one for me. I've been thinking a lot over the last year and reflecting about how actions and values need to be aligned. And it's something I talk about a lot outside of work in terms of where we shop and how we behave in terms of recycling and the environment and all of those things. And I just think there's more to be explored here. But in this episode, I just really enjoyed the conversation and the almost interview style with which I grill Advita and Trudy on some of their thinking uh, around their experience of values and behaviours. So I hope you enjoy. I worked in two merger and acquisitions and it's been stressful to say the very least, because you're right, the cultural thing is just... You know, people don't actually, and it surprises me, it does take my breath away when people don't think about the different cultures coming together. Mm -hmm. And then people are surprised why, you know, there's been this clash and fallout between folks and there's not been any proper explanation. Mainly down to the fact that they haven't done the listening that they're meant to have done in the first place or communicated the why. So we are doing this because of X, Y and Z. And we say to leaders, you know, in the organisation I worked in is that, You may not be able to contribute to the change, and that's okay because decisions have been made and they've been made based on data and insight that the organisation has had from a senior level. But you can always ask, how are you doing? Do you understand what I'm saying? Is there anything that's concerning you? 
let me hear what you have to say to me. Take that feedback on board and reassure them by the data and information that they've got. So somebody may turn around and go, I honestly think that grated cheese is the best thing for a baguette. <laughs> 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 I'm, going, I'm, I'm carrying on with the ham and cheese thing. I honestly think that grated cheese is the best thing, you know, to their supervisor. Their supervisor should be able to say, I'm not, you know, not say, I should say, they shouldn't say, I'm not interested in, in your views. This is what we told HQ, just crack on. Because I just kind of, you know, but if the turn and gone, do you know what? I understand. I understand why you might think that. However, you know, we've done the research, we've got customer feedback and customers have told us that sliced cheese is much better for them. But I think that's such a rose-tinted view on how organisations should work because, because oh, we're like properly disagreeing today yeah. because like if I think about the reality of that world, the line managers were, so much of it comes down to line managers' communication skills and we all know that that's a whole other, yeah. whole other episode in a previous season. I mean, we're getting very specific in the ham and cheese baguette department, <laughs> but they're working on shifts so they won't really see their managers. You know, the opportunity to have that conversation is probably rare but there needs to be a mechanism to do it. So you're right. Yeah. And people need to know why that recipe is that recipe. But I honestly can't imagine somebody going back and saying, oh, well, it's because of the research. This Because I don't think they would know enough of that. I think it's almost implied in a lot of the communication that goes through internally that this is the way we're doing it. And there's, you know, research yeah, well into this. I get it. And I know it's a very rose-tinted view. But my kind of think is, why not, though? These are people who are on the front line every single day, putting together this baguette every single day, right? And they're going to be selling to the customers when the customer turns up. Like, this is why. I know we are going right into the ham and baguette (laughs) world right now. (laughs) But you can apply it to anything, which is a customer. And and I suppose I'm specifically talking about customer-facing roles here. But any kind of role that's service or product-led, you need your employees to be advocates for the brand that you're promoting, selling, whatever. And you said something then about kind of leadership and people being a bit exempt sometimes from values. Mm. And it's made me think of an article I read not that long ago about Facebook, where they had a, apparently a list of people that were exempt from some of their rules of how things were working. <laughs> but I'm I, as I go to Advita for her difficult question, <laughs> the one I'd like to come back to you, because, you know, you're an executive coach, so you coach leaders you know, all the time. So if mm. you had leaders who were creating this rule of being exempt, kind of how, you know, what would your advice be to them? to help them understand the importance of living those values and taking action. So that's where I'm going to come back to you. You and don't I'm ask gonna... easy questions, do No, you? I don't. No, I don't. No, I knew this would be a good one. <laughs> I've been interviewed and tested. I'm being like, I know. I'm being like I know. sweaty armpits and everything here. <laughs> sweaty I don't know why I've done it this way. Sorry. <laughs> so funny. But, uh, but also I should say that, you know, from my own perspective, there is something around <laughs> values and behaviours. So... And when I teach on the diploma and, and have done for a few years, I'm always interested by some of the kind of foundational academic stuff and internal communications that feels very focused on, you know, mission, vision, values. There doesn't seem to be the behaviours piece always in there. And I think mm. that's often why, you know, to advise to your first point of it, values had a bit of a bad reputation. And I am guilty of putting values on a mirror in a lift. Why was that a good idea? <laughs> you know, a long time ago. But there was never the conversation of what are the behaviours that linked that. And I think, you know, the work that I do now with clients is often let's do some behaviour workshops. Let's talk about what they really mean. But I think that might be why they had a bit of a bad reputation. And that's always the missing bit for me. You have to talk about the behaviours that link to your values. Otherwise, it's not it's not going to work. So now, Advita, we come to your <laughs> difficult question. So go on then. So 
yeah, I know what you mean about the diverse thinking, but I don't really see values. It's gonna it's gonna be difficult to explain this in a in a very concise and succinct <laughs> succinct way. I can't even say the word. But for me, it, when I talk about working with organizations and clients who align with my values, it's about the the kind of the sense of meaning behind that value, not necessarily the thought behind if that makes sense. So for me, trust, respect, you know, common courtesy humility that kind of stuff is very important and there are firm non-negotiables for me and who I will work with and that isn't about I don't want to work with them because I think differently to me but it's about that respect thing for me and, and the privilege of having my own business I can make those decisions I suppose and I know it's harder in an organization which is why when those organizational values are just stuck on a wall and behaviors are not demonstrated which is why people feel uncomfortable in the organization because it doesn't align with who they are but Values doesn't necessarily mean that you all think the same way. Hi, it's Trudy here. As I reviewed episodes from season four to share my highlights, I found so many moments that stood out for me. But because I can only talk about two, I chose episode four, which talks about intentions. This was recorded live from the comms hero event, which was held earlier this year. And it was really fun because it was interactive. We had a few different elements, including a Q&A at the end of the session. So it was quite different from some of the others. I chose this one because there was a really strong link between purpose and intention, and it featured throughout the whole conversation. Uh, We gave advice at the end about being realistic, gaining clarity and being consistent as well as not being too hard on ourselves. There's a really funny moment where Advita sums up purpose perfectly, but also introduces a tool to help people with this area that sometimes is looked at as too big and it's really difficult to explore for some. As she introduces the tool, she mispronounces the word. And this is something that happens sometimes for us in recordings. And so it was a very funny moment. I really love the wisdom shared throughout this episode as intention and being intentional is so important for all of us as we move forward. The second clip was from episode 10. And the title of that one was Leaders are Responsible for Psychological Safety. I chose this one because it was such a deep conversation and it was so good for us to talk this out. And throughout the conversation, you can tell we, you know, we really had to think about what we we're saying. It's it stretched us in a certain way. And then we also had to tap into all of the things that we'd read and consumed around the topic. Um, and we'd all pretty much individually had done that anyway. And this was how we view leadership's role and our role as individuals to build a safe environment and in the clip I more or less summarize what we covered and how the individual has that responsibility to ensure that we are safe and we even thrive in the workplace and this is something that sometimes people don't touch on because we focus so much on leadership but it really is a two-way street and and very much the conversation highlights that and as we get to the end it really covers some of the uh, some great tips around belonging safety and and how we need to behave amongst that topic so i hope you enjoy it 
I also, you know, when when I think about purpose, and I know I know we just said that intention is quite a heavy topic as well, but purpose is such heavy heavy topic for most people as well, isn't it? And you know, one of the biggest comments I get when when coaching is how much people are like, well, I, you know, I don't know what that is. So the minute you say, so what is your purpose? Mm-hmm. I get perplexed looks of it's I've never <laughs> explored it, or how do I do that? So one of the things I've done is actually taken the time to explore some of that for myself. And I know that we all have together, but what would you say to people if they needed to know how to approach that whole bit of looking at your purpose? Um, hmm. While Jenny's doing yeah. anything, I actually, have a, I actually have a framework, which we share with our Lead Like Me community. And I always mispronounce it. So if anybody is watching, you can tell me how to pronounce it, then let me know. But it's the Ikagi or Ikiga. Ikigai. I think it's Ikigai, right? Ikigai. Ikigai. It's a Japanese uh, framework. It's incredible. I've got the book. People will know how to pronounce this properly, right? But it's basically four circles that you have to answer. One of is one of them is uh, what do we enjoy doing? What can you get paid for? What what do you do already? And the fourth one come to me. But then in the middle, you kind of come up with your purpose. And it is a big question. And it is something that it's not an overnight thing, by the way. And when we speak to uh, folks about purpose, about finding your purpose, it can scare people. Because when people kind of a bit like, I don't know what my purpose is. Like, I don't know. I go to work. I make sure my kids are fed. Got a roof over my head. But I'm like, well, that is, that's one of your purpose. Like, that's okay. Like, we always kind of go big we always feel like we have to have these big dreams and massive ambitions because you know what I always say is what's your joy like what brings you the greatest joy in in that moment and you know I'm not one of those folks that thinks you have to be like high-fiving every single day but you've got to have an element of you know an element of purpose to your day right otherwise like what's the point of you doing what you're doing quite interesting because all of what you're saying and I think both of you imply that maybe there should be a model that includes psychological safety belonging and the individual and what was coming to my mind when I was listening to you Edvita was the whole thing of it all works in two ways so yes we know that leadership leads the way in terms of culture and driving some of this but the other side of it is that we almost have to work on ourselves and our own confidence to step up a little bit and to not be so daunted when some of these personalities hit us or some of these things hit us. So I know that if, you know, if leaders come across as overly authoritative, won't allow you to speak and shut you down and so on, of course you feel intimidated and it can crush your confidence. Mm. But on the same token, it's trying to push past some of that as the individual and saying, I am going to speak up when I've got something to say, I am going to push through, this might be uncomfortable, or I'm going to get some help to help me to overcome some of this lack of confidence that I might have that's been ingrained in me from the year of dot in order to to, to bring that balance. Because I think, I feel as if to say there is a balance that's needed, like you said, Advita, that is between belonging and psychological safety, and but it's also between leadership and the individual within the organization. So it's it's how you balance that whole equation yeah. for it to actually work because the environment is there. We set the environment. You know, if you're a leader and you've got the management team, they all set the environment. 
what happens after that is that it's all of the players within that environment and how we behave and how we act and how we are consistent in the different styles and the different personalities that we've got coming together. Hi, it's Advita here. The two clips I have chosen are from two episodes that really resonated with me. And if you follow me on any of my social media platforms, it won't be a surprise to you on why I've chosen these two subjects, because both of them are topics very close to my heart. The first episode I've chosen is episode seven, which is Build Confidence, Beat Imposter Syndrome. And this is following on from our first season where we spoke about imposter syndrome. And in fact, it's one of our most listened to episode. So it just goes to demonstrate how many of you fab folk struggle with imposter syndrome and confidence as it is one of our most listened uh, topics. So we thought we'd revisit it my thoughts around the imposter syndrome have changed a little bit and it was a really interesting discussion to have with Jenny and Trudy and the clip I've chosen to share with you today is uh, is a clip of me talking about purpose and values and how when I started to be more intentional about my purpose and values how it helped me manage my imposter syndrome and inner critic and boost my confidence so as I often say to my coaches, is, you know, I became a bit like Teflon uh, and, and the story behind the why. So I hope you enjoy that and I hope it helps some of you who might be struggling. It's definitely worth listening to the full episode if, you, if you're finding imposter syndrome uh, and confidence being a bit of a challenge for you. The second clip I've chosen is from episode eight, uh, which is called How Thinking Differently Can Create Belonging. This, I chose this subject, I should say, because again, if you if you read any of my blogs or you, or, you, or you follow a leader like me, the partnership I have with Priya Bates, I talk a lot about belonging, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's such an incredibly important area of work that we should all invest a little bit more time in. And throughout this episode, we actually discuss Matthew Saeed's Rebel Ideas book. And Matthew is actually going to be speaking at my conference on 14th of June, which is called Unleash Your Inner Rebel. And it was because of Matthew's book, actually, I decided to do a conference, which is a little bit different from the norms. And he inspired me. And the clip that you're about to hear is actually a clip where Jenny is talking a little bit about echo chambers and information bubbles and what we believe folks should be doing in terms of being aware of their bias uh, and being aware of the information bubbles that they're in and the echo chambers they may be part of. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, an episode, if you've not heard it, worth listening in full. Keep in touch with us um, and let us know what you, what you thought about the episodes. And if you want us to discuss uh, more around confidence or belonging or diversity and equity and inclusion, then do let us know. Enjoy and, and we'll uh, speak to you soon. Embracing, you know, who you are and being comfortable with that and, and reading and learning and, and just stepping forwards, I think, is the main thing. Yeah, definitely. It's about purpose as well. And mm. that's what happened with me because I was, I wouldn't say I was... Um, an introvert or you know a wallflower or anything like that you know I've always been pretty pretty confident in who I was in terms but I I was always reserved 
you know, I was always kind of held myself back, kept my head down, didn't want to rock the boat too much, kind of, you know, took me a while to warm up to the situation. And I think what happened with me in terms of transitioning into who I am today is more about finding my purpose and recognizing that this is what I wanted to achieve in terms of legacy and what I wanted to be known for and my values. And when I spent some time investigating those two things, my values and my purpose, I almost became like Teflon, you know, to be honest mm. with you. So things kind of bounce off now. So I'm like, if somebody doesn't like me, I'm, I'm okay with that. And that was a big thing for me to cross, a big hurdle, you know, because I'm an ex-chronic people pleaser. Like my life was all about pleasing other folks and making other people feel comfortable. And then I came to the acceptance that actually it's exhausting for one thing because you cannot make everybody happy. The other thing is, you know, you, you've got to be able to live your like you just said before, confidence is different to everyone, you know, to different people, but, and it is, and it's about what, where you'll struggle with confidence is, are you achieving what you want to achieve? Like, do you want to set your, do you want to set your own business up? Do you want to travel the world? You know, do you want to jump off a bridge and do bungee jump? You know, those kind of things. Are you actually allowing yourself to stop you doing that? And if so, why? And addressing mm-hmm. that in the first place. And I think as soon as I started to investigate my purpose and my values and became comfortable with who I am, you do start caring, like, you know, and my favorite, you know, I must say this quote on every other episode is that you can't be everyone's cup of tea, otherwise you will be a mug. And it's one of those, you know, and I've got a pin badge on it. (laughs) And I liked the difference between echo chambers and information chambers, because I think we use them quite interchangeably. And again, it's just to come back to the distinction between the two, an information bubble, if you like, is when you don't hear people from the other side. An echo chamber is what happens when you don't trust people from the other side. Mm -hmm. And this trust piece comes in again and again and again. And I think there's something about organisations, where we work, the relationships we have, where trust is such a fundamental part to how we're able to collaborate and cohabit and, and work together that if things like information bubbles or echo chambers are distorting our versions of reality through media and through what we're being subjected to, then how do we learn to trust people and believe people and, and have productive disagreements that feel safe and respectful? And I, I don't know what the answer is here, but I just, I feel like all routes to me lead back to trust, which in some ways takes me back to our previous season and the last episode where we talked all about trust and fear. Mm. But I just, you know, I read quite a bit there on echo chambers, information bubbles, you know, trust. Any thoughts, Advita? I'm going to be <laughs> eagerly looking oh, to say something. Honestly, I know. And the, the information <laughs> bubble thing is so interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty certain that we've all got friends and family who are in these information bubbles. And I think the pandemic has quite clearly shown where these information bubbles can sometimes come from. And I know from my own experiences and conversations I've had with people, about them believing a certain version of the truth because of the what they've read on their social feeds. And the, num- and the amount of energy it takes to people to say, you do realize these are algorithms that are tuned in to your social activity. So if you are you know, conversing around a particular subject, you will only be shown information around that particular subject. Like you will not get mm-hmm. the other point of view ever because it's a business. And this is what the other thing that people don't understand on social media, it is a business. The longer you're on that platform and the media outlets, right? It's all businesses. The longer you're on those platforms, the more money they make, right? It's it, to completely put it in simple terms. So it's 
our role and responsibility as individuals living in this world to make sure that you go outside of your information bubble and look for data and insight and information to give you the other side of the story. for listening to this episode please do remember to rate us or leave us a review on apple and if you have any ideas about future episodes we'd love to hear from you thanks